We're continuing Sefer Yoshua. Yesterday, we did chapter 22, and we did the potential civil war that almost occurred between the Reuven, God, Chatzim, Menashe, and the rest of the tribes of Israel. Now, the tribes of Israel, they see the Reuven, God, and Chatzim, Menashe build an altar upon their return to the lands of the Gilad. And the problem with that is that they thought they were setting up a separate place of worship after we had already established worship to be at Shiloh, centralized, and we did not want any other altars being brought or or any other sacrifices being brought other than what was brought in Shiloh. And this was a problem because it seems like they were seceding from Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael goes with an army well, they, they prepare an army at Shiloh, then they send a delegation which included Pinechas, Ben Elazar, Ben Aaron Kohen. That includes Pinechas, the sage Pinechas that we know was the last person to stop calamity from befalling Israel. And they send him to see what their story is. And their answer was actually impressive. And they said, we needed a sign that we were part of Am Yisrael. We wanted a sign so that one day your kids would not tell our kids that they don't belong in Israel. And if our kids would be told that they don't belong in Israel, guess what? They would stop fearing God. So this, this uh, altar is a symbol for us for the future that we, will, uh, that we are to keep the Torah. And uh, it, is nothing, it is not a place where we will be bringing offerings, but it is just a symbol and a memorial so that we know that we are part of Am Yisrael. And now we get up to Pasuk Laman, the 30th, 30th Pasuk in, in the 22nd chapter. Pinechas and the leaders of the thousands of Israel that were with him, they heard the matter that Reuven and God and Nasheh said, and it was good in their, ear, in their eyes. Uh, Today, we have learned that God is amongst us. For you have not trespassed against God. Then, um, and, and thereby you have saved B'nai Israel from the hand of God. So basically, they show their hand right now. Pinachas is basically showing how concerned they were that the seceding of a part of Am Yisrael would, would bring calamity upon all of Israel. Because the first thing they say when they realize that their intentions were good, that Reuven, God, and Nash's intentions were good, were, behold, now we know that God is amongst us and that we will not be punished for this. Amongst us, not amongst you. Amongst everyone, basically. Amongst, uh, in the middle of, of Israel. And all of the tribe leaders left from the land of Gilad to the land of Kena'an to Bnei Israel and they brought back the matter. They brought back the, the, the thing. It's interesting that um, that uh, Actually, no, that's not interesting. I was going to say, I was going to say, we said that Pinachas was one of the Miraglim. He was one of the spies at the opening to Yoshua. And it seems like Pinachas is always bringing back word to people. But then I realized that that's only a Midrash, and it's actually not the Peshat that Pinachas was the opening Miragel. Do you remember why? Because later on it calls them Hanearim Hamragalim, the youngsters who are the, the Miraglim. 
and he was definitely not young. He was like one of the elders who had a lot of respect. Okay. The matter was good. The, the word that he brought back to the, to the children of Israel was good. And they blessed God. And they said, and they did not say to, they did not say to gear up the army to go to war. To destroy the land that Reuven and God were there. Okay, I'm, I'm inserting a word here and then... And, uh, I'll read the pasuk, then I'll show you how it really should be read. And the children of Reuven and God, they called the Mizbeach for it was a a witness for them uh, between us until this, uh, uh, that God is that God is that Adonai is our God. Okay. What did you insert? I didn't insert it yet. So the pasuk sounds like this. the pasuk's hard to read because it says. The sons of Reuven and sons of God called the Mizbeach blank, for it is a witness between us and between you that Adonai is God. Now, what's missing? What they called it. The pasuk doesn't say. So Radak says, Perush Karula Mizbeach Ed. They called the Mizbeach witness. witness. This this Mizbeach was called witness. Why? Because the Mizbeach served as a witness between the eastern half and the western half of Israel. Until this very day that uh, Adonai is the God. I have a question on this. Yeah. Um, it's assumed that they, the tribes who went like, asked God, hey, are their intentions true? Or they just took those tribes' word for it? Um, I, I don't know. I have a gut feeling that in the end, this witness or whatever we're calling it now, does lead to bad things. Yeah, it, it does. I have to, I have to dig up um, where where it it actually doesn't work out. But but so far their intentions seem to be good. Now you, your question is, did Bnei Israel challenge them at all? Not that they challenged. It, it happened with the um, the Canaanites that I forgot what their names were. That they acted like they were from a far land. Give on. Give on. They didn't. Ask God. They just took their word for it. Right. And, and it says, after they by, went, by okay, They ate from their food and they did not ask God. They, they ate up their what they were yeah. saying and they did not ask God. So I, I'm asking on this because God would know, like, hey, the intentions are good, but this won't last because everything gets perverted with time when the message is, I guess, muddied through time and generation and whatnot. It's a good question. Why they should have asked God if if I'm asking that they should have. Did they ask God? Because it says doesn't say that. Because Pinchas says and um, he said something that God said it's good. One one of the you were reading is that and um and and it is the will of God that what you did was good or something like that. Maybe I misheard it. So Pinchas, they heard. These words that Ben Reuven and Ben God spoke, it was good in their eyes. They said to the sons of Reuven and sons of God, We know that God is amongst us now, for you have not trespassed against him. And therefore, you saved us from the hands of God. So they're speaking on behalf of God, but they may or may not have asked. They pray, it doesn't seem like they asked. Meaning, we know because God rests with the Jewish people when they're unified, right? 
So we know that God is amongst us, for we are unified. For you, you, are not, you are not seceding and separating and starting your own cult. That's a very good question. It, it, it's actually, you, you know, the, the question is, how does the Navi look at the situation? Is the Navi hinting to us that this is fraught with danger? That I feel, yeah, that despite the fact that their intentions are good, you know, if you make an altar on your side of the of the Jordan River, even if you don't plan on bringing sacrifices on it now, at some point someone is going to. Uh, not remember the fact that this was to represent unity yeah. and is going to think it represents division. It's just an awkward, it's a very, very awkward thing that they're doing. It should be analyzed. I'll, I'll do some more research about um, when, how much later things deteriorated because obviously we know Ruven, God, and Nashe, they didn't last so long. Those tribes, they didn't really maintain, like, even when we talk about later kings. The discussion is between the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. We don't even talk about the eastern tribes. So I'm wondering how long... I need to do some research on how long they lasted, when, they det- when it deteriorated. And uh, I'll, I'll, uh, it'll, it'll provide better context. Tomorrow I'll have, I'll have some more information on that. Okay. Chapter tw- 30, uh, 23. It was many days later after God had uh, given Israel rest from all of their enemies and Yeshua was old coming in age. Who else is described as old coming in age? Abraham was old coming in age and at that point he goes and he wants to, he tries to find a wife for Yitzchak. Now anytime somebody's Baba Yamim, they, it's time, whenever they realize that they're coming, they're coming in age, it's time for them to do what's left on their, on their list of items that's that their purpose. For in Abraham's time, yeah, in Abraham's time, it was finding a wife for his son. In Yoshua's time, it is making sure Israel goes and conquers the remaining land and making sure they stay uh, uh, solid with the covenant, making sure they don't fraternize with the enemy, you know, all of these things. Those are, that's what's on Yoshua's bucket list. Yeshua calls to all of Israel to the elders, to the heads, to the judges, and to the officers. I have become old, I've come in age. Now, what does it mean Yeshua called to all of Israel, to its elders, to its leaders, to its judges, and to its officers? So, first of all, where is this happening? I'm not sure. Uh, it could be happening in Timnat Serach, where Yoshua lives. Um, it could be happening... We're going to say, see later that Yoshua is going to bring everyone to Shechem. But that's a separate thing. Here, what I'm trying to point out is whenever he's speaking to all of Israel, it specifies what it means by all of Israel. Did he speak to six, um, by three, to three million or whatever, six million people at the same time? Obviously not. When he speaks to all of Israel, he speaks to the leaders. And the leaders obviously then transmit the message to everyone else. Okay, which is what the Pasuk seems to say. Pasuk Gimel. You have seen everything that God 
that Adonai your God has done to all of your the enemies or all of the, the nations here that are before you. For God is your for Adonai is your God, He is the one who fights for you. Where is that Pasuk from? These all by the way, what we're about to see, if you had Safaria, um, every, half of these Psukim are borrowed from the Torah. So Yoshua is going to really draw on the verbiage of the Torah to make his... It's almost like he sounds very much like Moshe at this point. Because he draws a lot from Sefer Devarim. So Devarim is Moshe's parting message. And we are now about to read Yoshua's parting message. There's going to be a lot of similarity. Okay, so that's how you would study this text if you were doing it the right way. Pasuk Behold, I have divided up the remaining nations or the remaining uh, peoples based on their portions according to your tribes. From the Jordan River to the Mediterranean, all of the nations that I have destroyed and of course all of the nations that are remaining, they're all, everything is now divided. Hashem, your God, He will push them from before you and he will conquer them for you or from before you and you will conquer their land as God Hashem your God has spoken to you so God will fulfill keep his promise that you will successfully conquer all of these people but you should be very strong you know since kind of like how Yeshua was telling people were telling Yeshua at the beginning God was telling Yeshua at the beginning you should be strong and courageous so now he's telling them, and should be very strong, to keep and to do everything that's written in the book of Moshe, Torah of Moshe, that you should not deviate from it right or left. very off right now. Why? Because he's giving them more or less the confidence that they didn't have or want to have once they were divided. Saying, hey, go after these people. Be strong. God is with you. Be strong. Like, you're going to win. You're going to win. And they're more or less saying, now we're good. Because that, that creates what happens in the future. Like, no, no, no. He said it, but. Meaning, uh, meaning, meaning you think that what he's saying now is going to go unheeded. Nobody's going to listen to it. Not it's going to. did go unheeded. Meaning from what we've already seen that the tribes complained, they didn't want to conquer it, they left this nation here, they left that nation there. We're we're assuming that Yoshua is a vessel for God. God is saying this through Yoshua. Now what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is, is all of those psukim that describe that the the respective tribes didn't conquer those people ad hayom hazeh, until this very day, Right? When, when we're talking about the division of the land, we're actually talking about a long time into the future. Meaning it's giving us the... the like it's, it's, it's foreshadowing. It's foreshadowing what's going to occur. And a lot of what happened in those chapters probably occurred after Yoshua is making this speech. So what you're saying is a good point. You're saying from what the text has already told us about how the, the respective tribes did not conquer the remaining peoples... It seems like what Yeshua is saying now, we know already know, has gone unheeded. Nobody's listened to it. And I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that's the problem with the book of Shofetim. 
The problem in the book of Shofetim is a problem of too many nations of the Goyim amongst Am Yisrael causing too many issues. And Israel in their respective tribes does not have the power or the willpower to actually go and do their job. And for that reason, Sefer Shemuel becomes necessary, which introduces us to the line of kings who will reunite Israel and bring back the glory and the power that we had in the time of Yoshua. But I think, I think your point is, I think your point is on the money. Literally saying specifically word for word, like, go get him, you got this. Yeah. God will help you. And so he continues. He's saying, Not to join in these, uh, these goyim that are remaining here with you. Do not uh, uh, mention their gods' names, meaning do not pray to their gods. And do not swear in their gods' name. Do not worship their gods. Do not bow to them. Rather cling to Adonai, your God, as you've done until this very day. And God will conquer from before you great strong nations. Sorry, God has, God has conquered from before you great nations and no man has stood before you until this very day. What is Yeshua saying by saying that? If God has already beaten all of these great nations from before you, He will be with you so long as you continue in the process. Just don't stop conquering Meaning Yoshua saying, I'm, Yoshua says, I'm at the end of the line. Wait, Yoshua saying, I'm at the end of the line here. I'm the leader of all of Israel together. Now, I'm not going to go with the entire nation of all of Israel and fight a, 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 a little, little skirmish in the middle of the tribe of Dan. It's not for my job. That's for you to do. But you have proof that God will help you because He's destroyed all of these great nations from before you already. And why is it important for them to do these skirmishes and to defeat the rest of the smaller nations? Because otherwise, their daughters are going to marry their, daughter, their, their sons and, then, and they're going to start doing Abu Dazara and they're going to mix and assimilate and that will be the problem. One man amongst you chased a thousand. For God was the one who was fighting for you. As he promised to you. Okay? Um, let's continue with Zerashim tomorrow with the speech of Yoshua Ta'am Israel on Pasuk Yud Aleph. Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.